Hi, my name is Rita Trotter, founder of The Health and Fitness Coach. Welcome to the Health Collective Podcast, where we talk everything body, business, balance and being for busy women looking to take control of their health, weight and body for good. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Lovely to see you all on this uh, amazing Wednesday for uh, Christmas. Really looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. No clue what you got planned, but I'm guessing you're in that mode, winding down, getting ready for the sort of the big day and having hopefully for a lot of you some time off. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Look, before we go into today's episode, just remember, you know, you've all got access to a free discovery call. So go ahead, book it in. We can always just have a quick chat about your goals for 2023 and how you can make them work for you going forward, you know, because we want things to happen, not just because they're a New Year's resolution, but because they're a new way of life, because they're a way of being. So remember, all of you, you've got access to, you know, a free uh, chat if you ever want it to discuss any health, weight or body shape goals that you need. So straight into today's episode. So what are we talking about today? Well, stress. Everybody says that they're stressed. I hear this across the board. So The real question to ask is what is stress and why is it such an issue nowadays? You know, do you remember when maybe like 10, 20 years ago, you would say to someone, how are you doing? And the acceptable answer was, I'm fine, right? That's what everyone would say. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm all good. I'm fine. Nowadays, you ask somebody, how are you doing? And the acceptable answer tends to be, Oh, you know, I'm okay. Busy, but good. Busy, but good. Have you ever said that? Someone asks you, how are you doing? And the answer that you give them is busy, but good. It seems to be now, and I've noticed it over maybe the last sort of five to eight years, that being busy seems to be this badge of honor, this mark of uh, progress and achievement and status, especially for women, because obviously we all know that regardless of whether yourself and your partner are both working, you know, equal numbers of hours, maybe you're doing more than them, the household, the kids, the chores all seem to still mainly fall to you. Yeah, fair to say. So, Women are now accepting that being so busy that we're constantly stressed is just a normal way of being. Well, if I'm not busy, I'm doing something wrong. If I'm not constantly doing things, then I'm not achieving. I'm not progressing. I'm not proving my worth as a mom, a wife, a a boss, whatever it might be. But this constantly being busy My first question to you is, what is it actually achieving? Because work is only really work when it's activity without productivity. When it's activity with a purpose and with an outcome, it becomes passion, it becomes joy, it becomes enthusiastic, it becomes fun. But when we're just doing things for the sake of doing things, it can feel rather overwhelming because we're just so busy that we're unable to just stop, clear our minds and see the woods for the trees. And one of the things I hear a lot is when people say they're stressed, 
And I asked, well, what does stress mean? They actually find it quite hard to answer. You know, what what is stress? You know, if if you're watching this, put it in the comment. What do you believe that stress is? Because I have a definition, which is possibly not, you know, socially acceptable as a definition, but I have a definition. So what is stress? To me, stress is just another word for fear. But it's a socially acceptable word. If we went to work and came home and someone asked, you know, how was your day? You say stressful. That's a socially acceptable way to feel about your job. It's almost the norm. If someone doesn't say that they're stressed, it's almost, you know, surprising. If you come home and you say, I was afraid, hmm, it feels a bit different, right? slight different adjustment in your body, a slight different twang in the stomach. It just doesn't feel or sit quite right when we say we're afraid, but that's what stress is. It's a socially acceptable word for fear. When we're stressed about an email that we have to send, why? It's because we're afraid of maybe what the other person is going to think when they receive it, how our boss might respond. If we're stressed because of a deadline, why are we stressed? is because we're afraid that we're not going to meet it. We're afraid that if we miss the deadline, our job might be on the line, that we might get reprimanded. If we're stressed that we aren't, um, you know, hitting all of the goals that have been set for us um, in our job, what does that mean? We're afraid that we're not enough. We're afraid that we're not good enough. Stress is just the socially acceptable word for fear. But when something becomes socially acceptable, it becomes socially normal. And stress should not be normal. That isn't the way that you should live your life. If you're spending every day waking up saying, well, I'm stressed, but that's how it is. Oh, I'm ridiculously busy, but that's how it is. I'm tired every day, but that's how it is. Then you've normalized what is actually a really damaging way of living for your health, for your mental health, for your physical body. So we need to stop normalizing it. And one of the first things that we can do to remove stress is to remove fear. And how do we remove fear? We need to start to reframe how we view different aspects of life. So most of the things that we would be afraid of are what we would classify as problems. There are probably lots of problems that you could come up with in your life. If you can think of any, pop them in the comments below. But problems might be your child is sick and you need antibiotics. I had a problem just like that the other day. You know, the kids had strep A and scarlet fever and there wasn't a single pharmacist with um, antibiotics. So I had the problem of driving around eight different pharmacies trying to find some. You could have a problem that it's four days before Christmas and I haven't bought any of my Christmas presents. We could see that as a problem. We could also see problems as much more extreme, problems such as in our health. My health is declining. My weight is gaining, whatever it might be. There are lots of problems that we have in our bodies and our health that can be highly stressful. Same as at work. There are problems, I'm sure, that crop up for you on a daily basis. But every time there is a problem, it actually serves a really good purpose, which is it helps us expand. And when something helps us expand, I like to see it as a challenge. Now, 
when we say something is a challenge, we go into it with a completely different frame of mind to if it was a problem. A problem is almost a self-defeating negative word, whereas a challenge creates a positive uplift. Right. Can I meet it? Can I exceed it? What can I do with the challenge? So a challenge actually creates a completely different reframe. I had the problem of not being able to find antibiotics. I had the challenge of not being able to find them. I have the problem that I am two stone heavier than I want to be. I have the challenge that I'm two stone heavier than I want to be. Even changing that one word without anything else creates a different mental spin on how we're viewing that particular area. And it takes away the fear and it creates um, what we would sort of look at as maybe an optimism. Because fear is usually only there when we feel that we have no control over a situation. Everything that I just mentioned, you have control over. Everything in your health, your body, your job, you have control over. And, you know, remember, like I said at the beginning, if you need help working out how that's going to look for you in your body or health, book in a free discovery call because, you know, that's that's what they're for. They're there to help you get to grips with those aspects of your life. So. When we create a problem or a challenge, it essentially means that we're expanding our capacity. The word problem, actually from the Latin, the uh, sort of the etymology of it comes from to, to throw forth. So a problem, a challenge is essentially something that we're throwing forth to expand our ability to grow. Because we all have a circle, right? We all live in a circle. And there we are, right in the middle. And all of the challenges that we're able to deal with in our life will be within that circle until one day a challenge appears out here. It appears outside of the circle. And then what happens is we sort of stare at that challenge and go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness that's out of my comfort zone. I I can't deal with that. And we kind of go to the edge of our circle, look at it and go, nope, can't deal with it, come back. Edge of our circle, oh, still can't deal with it, come back. And one day we will break through. We break through our circle and we reach, achieve and overcome the challenge. And now our small circle has expanded because it now includes whatever challenge that was. And there will be lots of other challenges that now fit in to that larger circle. So every time we throw forth for ourselves a challenge that lands outside of what we would call our threshold of comfort, at some point, we either have to revert back, never meet the challenge and never grow another day in our life. And we know that if we're not growing, we're dying. Or we break through our threshold of comfort, we meet the challenge, and now we've made a bigger circle for ourselves. Now we've expanded our ability to deal with these things. And there will be lots of other challenges that used to be outside of our threshold, which are now within it because the diameter of our circle has got bigger. So what we want to do is start to think of problems as opportunities. Now, I'm sure you've heard that before and possibly some of you are rolling your eyes saying, oh, not another positive spin on negative crap. I get that. I'm not here to be Mrs. Motivator and say, everything's fine. Just tell yourself that life is good and it will be. I'm not here to do that. There are parts of life which are difficult, but it's in those challenges that we're then able to grow as human beings. It's the same with goals. Have you ever set a goal, reached it, and then gone, is this it? 
I know that I have. I've set goals, reached them and gone, why don't I feel better? Why do I feel exactly the same as previously? Why has nothing changed? Because the goal itself doesn't matter. The challenge itself doesn't matter. It's who you become as a, as a woman, as a human being in the process of achieving that goal or in the process of overcoming that challenge. It's who you become in that journey. So every time we then meet that next challenge, ultimately, although we've expanded our circle, there will be yet again somewhere in the future another problem, remember, throw forth, that we throw forth that is now outside of this larger circle. And again, we have to meet that challenge and the circle expands, the threshold expands. Now, if we reframe it in this way, every single time something crops up that we're not entirely sure how to deal with, we will approach it with a different mindset. There won't be stress because there won't be fear. A challenge is often not a fearful state. A lot of people will say, you know, they get um, when they have a challenge at work, they actually quite enjoy it because a challenge at work is something to put sort of puzzle pieces together to work out, to logically get to grips with. Usually challenges at work can be quite fun, a lot of women will find. But then when it comes, especially to their body and their health and their weight, it almost becomes overwhelming. It loses its enjoyment. So why? Why is it that in, you know, outside of um, sort of work, challenges become overwhelming? And I would sort of put forth that at work, you have these tangible measures that you can see in the sense of if you're putting together a project, you can see spreadsheets, you can see data, you can have tangible meetings. There are obvious, usually monetary goals or logistical goals that you can visualize and tangibly understand. In terms of our body, other than pounds or kilograms on a scale, it's much harder to see progress in a short period of time. At work, you could, depending on the work that you're in, make, if you're, I don't know, just an employee, you could, you know, see that I've done eight hours today on 10 pound an hour, therefore I've made 80 quid. That was, I chose very easy numbers there, sorry, <laughs> just for my own mathematical um, benefit. So, you know, as an employee, you could say, I've done this many hours. I know that I've earned this much money, done. As a business, maybe you you run a, a medium to large business and within a day, you could see that we've made a sale of £100,000. We can tangibly see that there's been a huge shift in just the space of 24 hours in our body. That doesn't happen. We don't wake up one day and say, suddenly, I've got abs. We don't wake up one day and say, suddenly, I've lost two stone. It's a slower progress. And because of that, the challenge seems unsurmountable. And when something seems unsurmountable, it then reverts to being a problem. And when it's a problem, it's stressful because we're afraid. How many of you would say that deep down, a lot of the time, you are afraid that you're never going to be able to lose the weight and keep it off. Afraid that regardless of what you do, it will be a short-lived thing. It will be temporary. How many of you would put your hand up and say, I'm afraid that if I start again, 
it's only going to last for three or four months. And then I'm going to, you know, go back into my old ways, go back to quote unquote normal, put on all the weight. So why bother starting? I'm so confused. There's so much information that I'm afraid that I'll never be able to get off this diet cycle. When we're afraid, it's usually because we feel that we are out of control of a situation. Your body, yes, I'm I'm not here to make wild claims that you can you you even should lose, you know, seven, eight pounds in a week. Absolutely not. That is incredibly unhealthy. But the problem is the reality of losing one or two pounds a week. And therefore, it taking time is not a reality most people want to face because most people want to see instant changes. They want to see a challenge that they can sort of fix or sort in a really short period of time. When we talk about, you know, lengths of time, six months, 12 months, it feels harder, right? So what you need to do with your body is create what I would call sprint goals. So let's say you've got, I don't know, three stone to lose. Right. If anyone tells you go and lose three stone in like eight weeks, please walk in the other direction because it's unhealthy. It's not good for you. Let's say we've got three stone. We could do that in, let's say, six months. So within that six months, that might feel like a long period of time. But what can we do as sprint goals? So those sprint goals, I might say, what could you do every two weeks, every month? What are goals that you could put down that you could tangibly see that would keep you going in the sense of, do you want to be able to run, um, I don't know, an eight minute mile? Do you want to be able to um, jog up and down the stairs without getting out of breath? Do you want to be able to do 10 push-ups? Do you want to be able to see definable abdominals? Whatever it might be, there's all sorts of other goals within the space of losing, example, three stone. So although you have an overarching goal, you want to have what we would call sprint goals. So little things that you're working towards each time that you can see changes on. For instance, in weightlifting for women that like to go to the gym and lift weights, you see progress by going up in the level of weight. If you're the kind of person that likes to do cardio, you can see progress in the speed that you're jogging or or cycling. In terms of our body, we need to make sure that we've got these because honestly, when we tackle a challenge, we like to have very, very swift closure. That's why you have a to-do list, by the way. For anyone who has a to-do list watching this, and I can guarantee 99.9, if not 100% of you have a to-do list. The reason you do is that you like to tick boxes because that gives you closure. I put something on a to-do list. I've got clients who will be in the act of doing something. And even whilst they're doing it, we'll put it on the to-do list. Why? Because then they can tick it off. And when we tick it off, we have closure. And the thing is, closure is brilliant, but closure requires usually a feeling of speed. We don't like the idea that closure happens in a year. We want closure to happen now. That's why people start you know, New Year's resolutions, January the 1st and say, right, I want this to be done by March because they want closure. But the thing that we have to understand and get over, you know, ladies, you've got to be honest with yourselves that your body isn't something that can start and end. There is no end. 
you cannot have closure on your body. It is an open book that will be going. It's a journey that you have to be on for the rest of your life. It's a choice that you have to make today that I want to be the kind of person that looks after myself. I want to be the kind of person that doesn't just restrict myself for a ridiculously short amount of time and then go back to normal, that I create a new normal for who I am. When we do that, we can have a challenge. What does that new normal look like? What sprint goals could we put in place? Even now, you know, I'm at the weight that I want to be, but there's always goals that I, you know, want to achieve. So I've decided to, you know, register for a um, a sort of a natural um, bikini competition at the end of May. Why? Because it's Christmas. I need a goal. I need a challenge that, you know, makes me want to sort of look after myself in a different way over the next couple of weeks. So really what I want to sort of say as a takeaway from today is, is three things. First of all, Stop saying you're stressed. You're not. You're afraid. If you can accept that, then it's much easier to understand why you feel the way that you do. Secondly, stop normalizing being constantly busy. The next time someone asks you, how are you doing? And you find yourself answering, yeah, good, busy, but good. Stop and ask yourself, is that okay? Why have I accepted that being constantly busy and stressed is an acceptable way to live my life. It isn't. You want to live an extraordinary life, not an acceptable one. And thirdly, when it comes to your body and health and weight, reframe problems to challenges, but understand that those challenges are not going to give you immediate closure. And if you're looking for immediate closure, then that's often where the diet cycle happens. I want to do this thing for eight weeks, like a shred or something like that, because I then have closure on it, I'll go back to normal and the exact same issues will start again. The only way to understand how to really create long-term sustainable weight loss and health is that there is no closure. Your body doesn't stop. It isn't something that has a beginning and an end, which is why I'm saying don't start January the 1st, start now. There is no beginning. There is no end. It just is. And realize that you're going to need to put in little goals in place of, you know, the larger ones, because if we've got a significant amount of weight to lose, you're not going to see it happen overnight. So you want smaller sprint goals that you can run towards and say, yes, I've done it. That's amazing. What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? And all the while you're hitting those sprint goals, you're still achieving that overarching, you know, weight loss, whatever it might be. So look, I hope that's helped. I really look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the last episode before uh, Christmas. Next week, there won't be an episode on Wednesday. It will just be the Thursday evening as normal. Um, In the meantime, like I said, if you do want to have a chat about anything that you want to do in 2023 in terms of body, weight loss or health, you know, book in a discovery call or just shoot me a private message. Um, And always happy to have a chat. And in the meantime, have an amazing rest of your day. All right. See you later. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you need any more information, help or advice, or would like to book in a free discovery call to discuss your health, weight and body shape goals and the best way to get you there, head to www.thehealthandfitnesscoach.com for more information and links to our social media or message us 
at plus four four seven seven six nine six nine zero six seven nine or email us at Rita R I T A at the health and fitness Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. In the meantime, live, love and learn.